get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We head back to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Michelle and Randy with you. And uh, Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues, joins us every Monday here on 101 ESPN. And yesterday was an unusual day. And it's a day that you don't like to have because we were uh, remembering somebody who had passed away. Uh, And Kerbs, first of all, good morning. Second of all, great job as you and J.K. were the MCs for the Bob Plager service. And uh, when we talk about... We hope that somebody's life is celebrated. I don't think that we could have celebrated Bob's life any more than you and J.K. and the six speakers did yesterday. Randy, you faded out uh, towards the end of that. Can you? Re- I, I apologize. No uh, when, they, when, when they click it on, you guys fade out. It's a re- it's a weird. Thing on the system. It it is. I I was saying that uh, I I thought yesterday was a perfect illustration. When we talk about celebrating the life of somebody, I don't think that we could have celebrated Bob Plager's life any more, any better than we did yesterday. Yeah, you know that that's a great point, and and thanks for that. That they, it really was nice. Uh, it, It it took a few weeks to put together. Obviously, you had people coming in from out of town. It was. Pretty special to see Gary Unger and Red Barrons and uh, Garth Butcher and all the others. Uh, you know, Brett Hall, who lives out of town right now, and and, and everybody that got in, uh, you know, from an alumni standpoint to be there. And uh, the work behind the scenes that uh, that Trevor Nickerson, that Mike Caruso, Ashley Vice, Eric Siders did on the production side to make sure that we were able to share that with the fans and and plan it. It was. It was a uh, it, it was a great uh, from from the time it started uh, until uh, the burial at at Bell Reef Cemetery. It was it was really a special three hours, and and it felt as as it, at times as sad as you felt. Uh, it, it was amazing to be around that many people that were there for Bobby and to see the fans line Market Street, uh, the funeral procession uh, all down Highway Forty, and, and cars on the outside being respectful to let it go through. It was. Really, really a, a great special tribute to Bobby and uh, and a fantastic farewell. And when you recognize the effect that he has on people, and we talked to Twister the morning after Bob passed away, and uh, here's as big and tough a guy as you'll ever run across, and he was in tears, and Chaser choking up yesterday like he did. That's the effect that Bob Plager had on people, that his loss is so heartfelt by everybody that was in contact with him. I said this yesterday at the end of the, uh, you know, right before introducing Chaser, and that's that uh, if you ask my 10-year-old daughter, Ava, who her favorite St. Louis Blues player is, she says Bobby Plager. <laughs> I, can't ex- I can't explain it. And I said that yesterday. Uh, we haven't sat down and watched highlight after highlight. It's just after meeting Bobby several times, he'd see her in the booth when she was up, and something clicked. 
and uh, and she's got a poster of him up up in his room Great. you know it's up in her room rather it's it's really something and and what when you think about that i think about being in mount vernon illinois one of my first couple years with the team and i was there at a at a county fair with bobby and uh, the the note by notebook that jim woodcock uh, had had worked so hard on and jeff trammell to put out for the st louis blues and the line at a at a county fair in Mount Vernon, Illinois, grew to the point that it was about a three hour wait for people to get Bobby's autograph. And so much to the point that every single person that was coming up, it wasn't like they just put the book in front of them or put a piece of paper in front of them and said, Will you sign this, please? They all seemed to have a story. They eventually had to put security at the back of the line and stop the line because the fair was closing before the end of the line was going to be done. It w- so whether somebody met Bobby when he first came here 54 years ago, or, you know, a, a, a young kid that, that has never seen him play, doesn't even, you know, really know what he was like as a player or anything like that. Uh, he connected with everybody, such, such a special human being. And, and really, uh, you know, when we say he became the soul of a franchise, uh, it, it, it's it's as true as, as it could be. You're so right, Curbs. And when I think of Bob Plager, a couple things come to mind. One, he was such an accessible star, which is rare. As you mentioned, everyone has a story and everyone would run into him. And he was so warm and friendly that it's almost disarming because you don't expect someone who played or someone who holds a position like that in the organization to be like he was. But then one thing that I'll always think of, and I loved that he got the procession yesterday to honor and celebrate his life on the parade route, was I think so many people identified with him because as Blues fans, you wanted more than anything to win the Cup. And no one wanted that more or felt the same way you did than Bobby Plager. And I think most people, when the Blues finally hoisted the cup, they thought about their families and their experience going to Blues game. And then most people in St. Louis, the second thought they had was, I'm so happy for Bobby Plager, which is so rare. Well, it is. And and there's a couple things that come to mind as you say that, Michelle. And I think one is, if you take a moment and you look back at what he did, he started as a player. That then he became a coach. I mean, he, he coached the, the Blues minor league affiliates in a couple of different cities. He won the Turner Cup, and Jacob yesterday, his grandson, was wearing uh, Bobby's Turner Cup ring when he gave his speech mm. yesterday. Uh, he won the Turner Cup with the Peoria Rivermen. At one point in time, and for a long time, the hockey department for the St. Louis Blues consisted of Ron Caron and Bobby Plager. So when the Blues were making trades to pick up Pavel Dimitra, it, it was Bobby Plager that was doing the scouting and convincing Ron, this is the guy we need to get. And uh, so you have that. Then he transitioned from the the hockey ops side to the marketing side. And, and when the organization wasn't sure wh- where exactly to, to fit him in, Jim Woodcock stepped up and said, I'll take him just like that. And he met with Bobby and they figured, okay, Bobby would come in and, you know, and, and he maybe sent him on a golf tournament here or there. You know, the very next day, Bobby was in Woody's office saying, what do you got for me today? And he did that every day. I mean, you would see him in the office right up to the very end almost every single day. And uh, so you look at that. He played that role of, of so many different aspects of, of, of things for the St. Louis Blues. But for a franchise that struggled to win that first championship, to have somebody – that was there from the very beginning. And then it wound up being somebody of Bobby's personality, not somebody else's. And he, his, his passion, despite the, the playoff failures and not winning his passion for the organization 
kept everybody up. And and I think that's why in the end, when you really look back over the the, the fifty plus years before the Blues won the Stanley Cup, that's why it became every bit as much Bobby's parade as it was a parade for the Stanley Cup champions. And and it was awesome that fans saw it that way. It was awesome that players saw it that way. And when the players jump off their cars and jump off the uh, the Clydesdale's wagon like Petro did, and they start sharing that cup with the fans, that is because of the type of connection that Bobby, the other Blues alumni, have with with this fan base and this organization. And it's just a uh, it, it was it was uniquely special because Bobby was unique. And people keep asking the question, well, who takes over for Bobby? Nobody. It, nobody. It happens organically, and a role is filled with somebody's personality. And man, for fifty. Four years, we had a hell of an ambassador in Bobby Plager. And for those that didn't get an opportunity to see or hear the event yesterday celebrating Bobby Plager's life, you can go to stlblues.com. They have a great uh, photo section. They have uh, all the videos, so you, you can check that out. Curbs, let's talk about the team. And in our first segment today, I used the word a lack of urgency with Michelle. I, I really was disappointed with what I thought was a lack of urgency in Again, the second period, but uh, after the first period with the Blues on Saturday. What did you think? I think that had to be one of the most disappointing losses of the season. And, and I think over the course of any hockey season or any sporting season for that matter, you, you can look at a handful of games that, that rank in there. And uh, you can forget about those games if you end up making the playoffs and have a chance. Uh, those are the games that are going to sting most if you miss the playoffs. You, you had a two-goal lead. You came out well. Great shot by Sammy Blake. You're trying to pepper a goaltender that had had not played in 19 games. He was on the shelf for 19 games with an injury when Darcy Kemper returned. And uh, you get the first goal, then you get the power play goal. You've got a 2 nothing lead. And it is crazy because Joe and I started the second period. It's like, well, we're about to find out if this is the two-goal lead where the Blues, you know, give it up or, or add to it. And it turns out they gave it up. Um, that was one of those games this year. And there haven't been many of those, Randy. But that was one of those games this year where the top guys didn't get it done for right. you. Yeah, there, there were just not enough in there. I, you know, I, I, you look at you look at the Blues second line, and I think it was combined four shots on goal. Um, you know, you're, you're you're trying to understand. Okay, where, where, Vladimir Tarasenko, three goals in 19 games now, uh, and 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 since he returned, Jordan Cairo has goals in one because they haven't found a fit where Jordan Cairo is comfortable again, right? All these different types of things. Jaden Schwartz, with just the three goals, had the one shot on goal. Um, and, and you can go top to bottom. And I'm not just labeling those three guys, but, you know, there, there's others. On the defensive side of things, you know, you're still trying to get the puck, you know, out and it's and it's getting blocked in. Uh, the goaltending was, wasn't strong enough. You, you put all that together and, and, and you falter. And, and so you had 11 shots on goal in the first period. You only had 11 shots on goal the rest of the period. And honestly, I think it's... I'm not even sure the players on the bench can explain why that was, but you, there, there couldn't have been any greater motivation. I mean, you get that game, you got a three-point lead with the Coyotes having only 11 games to go. Mm-hmm. Would have been huge, and now you're chasing them again. Curbs, what do you think Chief will do with the Shen Schwartz-Tarasenko line? Do you keep them together and just hope that they eventually click? I hope, uh, part of me actually hopes they break him up so Alex Ferrario quits trying to say that nickname that drives us nuts. But, um, yeah, and you could, you, you could tell him we said they actually play this for him. The, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I think at some point you're, 
I, I'm not the, the challenge here, Michelle, and, and, and unfortunately not getting access to the coaches quite as often as we would like, or, or maybe even the players. It, it's hard to really understand where they feel some of the issue is. I know the coaching staff thinks Vladimir is taking too long to get his shot off and then not firing from the right part of the ice. Uh, the, the, the entire team, they'd like to see more net front presence. Uh, you, you know, Jay, listen, Jaden Schwartz has, has been streaky in the regular season over the last, honestly, two and a half years. So, you know, can he get hot? here at the right time. It's a line that should be better than it is. It's a line that has performed and Craig Berube has, has got the willingness to let that go, especially since he really likes what Sammy Blaze is doing right now with Perron and O'Reilly. So your only option, your only option is you take one guy off that line and you put Cairo up there or you put Hoffman up there. And uh, you know, that that's going to mean checking the ego for one of those guys. And we'll have to see if that happens, but, uh, it's it's a tough situation for the Blues when you get a couple of guys on one line, especially a critical line like that. Or in this case, all three guys that are finding a hard time scoring, but at least a couple of them that have have been as streaky as they've been this year. It's a it's a difficult situation to be because you you just don't overcome that. You know, it, it, it's just not like changing one guy out and then no. everybody's good. It's when when it's more than one, it's hard to overcome. Curbs, thanks so much for the time again. Great work yesterday and uh, some time off here. Actually, you're always working, but Thursday night is the next game against Colorado, and we'll be tuned in then. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. We're able to pull that thing off, and uh, thank you, guys. Thanks for talking, Bobby, and have an awesome start to the week. You too. Thanks, Curbs. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Chris Kerber with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.